0: it's supposed to be like a four seasons so they're, they're supposed to be somewhat formal but then you're in hawaii so there's the relaxed, <laughs> the relaxed linen and you know i remember when i first went to hawaii i couldn't believe that all the guys were wearing aloha shirts
1: <laughs> I say,
0: really? They really wear Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> that's I'm a real Hawaiian? thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that
1: actually
2: happens. Hello, welcome to the Art of Costume blogcast. It is I, Lord Spencer Williams. <laughs> Uh, i could say that because elizabeth is not joining us today so i could call myself lord if i want to this week sorry elizabeth i'm sure she's listening right now and she's pounding her fists together ready to fight next time we speak (laughs) um so yeah it is just me this week but we have an incredible episode this week you are gonna love it we are talking about the white lotus my new favorite show I know the show is not very new, but I'm new to the world. I just watched it for some reason last week, um, so I know I'm really behind. But the costumes were so good. I was dying of laughter this entire show. Also so anxious. I was pacing around my bedroom as I was watching it. We have Jennifer Coolidge, who just delivers some really solid lines. Cindy Sweeney looking so good. Armand in those... <laughs> Pink linen suits looking a little bit of a mess. There's a lot to talk about here. Uh, but before we dive into it, I'll give you a little summary before we dive behind the wardrobe. Uh, so The White Lotus is about the exploits of various guests and employees at a tropical resort over the span of a week. So now it's time to dive behind a wardrobe. Uh, this was brought to us by director Mike White and costume designer Alex Boverd. You know Alex from her work on Bad Education, The Unforgivable, The Spy Who Dumped Me, Sorry for Your Loss, The Foreigner, and the brand new Jordan Peele film, Nope, which you have to see It is so good. And I'm so excited. This show was nominated for a million and two Emmys, and one of them being for costume design. So I knew immediately I had to talk to Alex about these costumes. Everyone, I'm so happy to introduce Alex Bovaird. Alex, welcome to the studio.
0: Thank you, Spencer. Thanks for having me here um, virtually. It's really nice to meet you as well.
2: All the way from Iceland too, which is crazy.
0: (laughs) Indeed, a rare sunny day here in Reykjavik.
2: (laughs) I love that. Uh, So when I was getting ready actually for this interview, I was watching The White Lotus and I was like, I really want to talk to the costume designer from the White Lotus. As I was doing that, I was on the way to the movies to go see Nope. And I got an email actually. And they were like, hey, do you want to talk to the costume designer from White Lotus? And Nope. It was the craziest coincidence. So,
0: wow, I'm so you, excited called to talk to you. you called me in. You called me in. I am the one today.
2: Right. I just put it into the universe um first congratulations on the Emmy nomination how does that feel
0: oh thanks Spencer um it's pretty cool I think it's pretty cool um I yeah I found out in the morning and my husband and I were like looking online and we were (laughs) like wait because somebody called me and congratulated me and we looked online we were like wait does this really mean we've been nominated like what what does this mean? Like, how do we know this is real? Huh? It was so, it, it, it is a bit, it is a bit strange, but really, really nice. And really, I'm really happy for the people in my team um, who contributed so strongly to this very special project in Hawaii. So yeah, happy for everybody.
2: Right. It must feel like such a surreal moment. And it's such a packed category this year. There's some really amazing shows this year. So that must feel good too.
0: Yeah, TV is just like, it's like open open season for the last few years. There's so many good television shows because of the, you know, it's streaming wars and, you know, the, the battle yeah. for attention. And then I, I feel, feel that as an audience, we just have been gulping up television shows they drop and we consume them and then we need another one um yeah. so yeah it's a- i'm guilty
2: of this i constantly need to be fed it's, so
0: it's crazy <laughs> we would just show up you know every monday and watch one episode and now we're ready for more after yeah. you know a week or so we're ready for the next one so yeah it does does uh it is a full full deck out there
1: Right. (laughs)
2: Well, I'm so excited to dive into The White Lotus. Uh, This is one of those shows that you just knew you were going to love. So I'll admit I was late to watch it because I just knew I was like, I'm going to love this show. I have to get through these other shows. And I came back to it and it was so worth the wait. I don't know why I made myself wait. It's so beautiful and colorful and somehow joyous, but also like nonstop anxiety. I'm like pacing around my bedroom when I'm watching it. you're like the costumes are just so beautiful though it's like a real crazy thing so I first just want to dive into just the inspirations uh for the White Lotus you know the characters come off as very rich very vacationy lots of florals Uh, how did you start with this were you just walking around hotels and just taking pictures of people
0: Ooh, that would have been great um (laughs) but, (laughs) but sadly no was not sent on that uh that research trip, but, um, it's, yeah, I, it's funny you say that about why Lotus, because I just did season two and Mike described oh. it as like a fever dream, like how yes. he, <laughs> he wants to approach it as like, yes, it's, you know, he's got stuff to say, but he's, he's, he's mostly here to entertain. And, and part of that is, um, we, we talked about it with white Lotus season one as well, just this creating this, This experience that you just are really enjoying watching and, you know, really getting into the characters, but also just having this, you know, fun, fun palette uh, to to work with and to inspire you and to aspire to. And we we definitely did our research, but not not in real life, but through. Lot you know really engaging with that world of like wealthy vacationers and seeing seeing what they actually wear and trying to base it in reality and then and then heighten it a bit because you know sometimes people just go on holiday in their sweatpants and and we, <laughs>
1: we definitely <laughs> didn't
0: want to do that we wanted to up the ante and say that we we like the idea that when you go on holiday when you go on vacation you are somewhat putting on a little bit of a, a show you're you're imagining how you want to be when you're on holiday so there's a slight element of costuming yourself that we tried to put put in there like who am i on holiday and what am i gonna pack
2: right that's With so a fascinating
0: it. <laughs> yeah it's a fun, fun approach and also just wanted to we riffed a lot on the colors of Hawaii and the fruits and the flowers. And so there's, you know, mango and lychee and, um, you know, the blue of the ocean and, uh, you know, pineapple and yeah. we do lots and lots of floral prints, lots of lots of vibrant colors and, um, just try to, you know, go, go all out tropical assault.
2: Right, <laughs> lots of pineapple. Yeah, I was really uh, taken back by just all the prints and the colors. I mean, especially the prints. I, it was like everything you're throwing at us. I was obsessed with and the fabrics. Um, you have an incredible use of fabrics. Can we just dive into all these patterns and fabrics?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, we did. Um, luckily, people couldn't argue against it too much. My, you know, as a costume design, well, my. My appetite for prints knows no bounds. You know, prints and textures and
1: <laughs> you know, trying to
0: trying to paint with a with with a paint the canvas with lots and lots of different textures and, and, and prints is always something that excites me. Um, and I couldn't really no one could really argue that they should wear black or gray or, no. <laughs> you know, so I wasn't getting any kickback from anybody and Mike White the director wanted to 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 go there so he wanted to have a lot of fun and um really I credit him with leaving me alone which is just That's the, always a dream nice. But yeah I mean he would he always wanted to see what we were doing um but he didn't ha- he didn't he he kind of let me, he trusted me that I knew what everybody else was wearing. So he didn't micromanage me to the point where, you know, he, he, he knew that I had to keep a lot of things in mind. So he didn't question, question it and trusted that I was thinking of the entire cast when I was showing him certain things. And yeah, we wanted a richness and a, and a diversity in the, in the animals and the flowers and, and kind of just went for it. And it, and it, entwined with the production design as well we we met and uh talked about the wallpapers and and um and it's funny they they ended up using a lot of the stuff in the opening credits too so um oh yeah (laughs) so i know it was a big theme that the prints really just took over the whole show
2: yeah and also what is like most striking to me out of anything is the the color palettes you use because it's it's such a beautifully shot show um cinematically and the costumes just really stand out at all you know all the time and sometimes i feel like it really speaks to the different characters moods as well so i was wondering how much of that was intentional when you're picking colors
0: yeah we did we went for a you know cheery vibe overall um and then it was underscored with that like creepy music so it just helped do that you know juxtaposing with the different with the different art forms, um, we did. I know that we purposefully let Paula be more moody as the as the as the two kind of diverge. So her color palette started to get more. You know, she she get she starts to wear black and not trying so hard, and so her mood darkens and her clothes do too. The uniforms were um devised with the with the colours too. We went for like lychee and and ocean blue and um aqua and uh mango orange. So we we um we tried to keep them, you know, tropical, beachy tropical, but also formal. Um kind of, you know, it's supposed to be like a four season. So they're, they're supposed to be somewhat formal, but then you're in Hawaii, so there's the relax, <laughs> the relaxed linen, and you know. I remember when I first went to Hawaii, I couldn't believe that all the guys were wearing aloha shirts. <laughs> I was like, really? They really wear Hawaiian shirts? Yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's That actually happens. But they, there's um, one of my costumers who was working with me said that there's a term. Like they call it, like when they're dressing people, they're like, "Oh, they should look Hawaiian business," and that means they're wearing an aloha shirt and a pair of slacks. I so feel
2: like I should it, move here, honestly. <laughs> oh,
0: If you haven't been to Hawaii, you need to get yourself on a plane. It's really a magical place, and and um, the fact that 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 people do walk around in these aloha shirts, these Hawaiian shirts, is um is really part of the, uh, just laid back sort of aloha, this like casual magical spirit that's there. Um, but, so we had to put that in the uniforms because, you know, people really do, that's really part of dressing up, um, in a button shirt is you would, you would wear, um, your aloha shirt.
2: Well, speaking of the aloha shirt, uh, Armand really, is a spitting image of what you're talking about, <laughs> except though sometimes he's very dressed up. I love this character. Um, I thought his costumes were actually some of the most fascinating in a series, which is saying a lot because there's a lot of kooky characters out there. Uh-huh. I love what you did with Armand because, I mean, maybe because I'm just a costume design ner- uh, nerd, but he's clearly wearing linen and it's getting more and more wrinkled throughout the series. He's really... Kind of unraveling a little bit. And then we have that finale where he wears my favorite costume, I think. It's this, I can't even describe it, this really fun button-up shirt. And it's kind of faded, actually, a little bit, which is kind of, you know, he's at the end of his life. He doesn't know that yet. So there's just a lot happening with his costume. Can we dive into it?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, let's, we can talk about his, his death shirt, uh, spoiler. If anyone hasn't seen,
2: we have a spoiler alert at (laughs) the beginning. So we're past that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: We, we killed Armand in that, um, crazy shirt that he, so he spends the whole episode in this, in this outfit. So sometimes he has the linen jacket on top and then, um, at other times, he you know, through the day, he's got the jacket off. Um, but he dies in the shirt, and so we wanted it to go. We wanted to go out with a bang. <laughs> and also, um, this is like a, a it's um, it's based on like a vintage uh, Hawaiian shirt. So that's why it looks a little more um, you was, faded, is that it's sort of got this vintage feel. Ooh. It's by a company called Rain Spooner, who are Hawaiian, and they specialize in these vintage prints and it's just got this crazy um, sea snake, I think, yeah. on it, and, and blue coral, and um, it's just sort of batshit. And of course, it was
1: difficult. <laughs> um,
0: we had to get a lot of them, and to try and copy the. Um, the trouble is, if you want to kill someone off in a uh, printed outfit, is it's very difficult to match the prints. And so we had to um, get a lot of these shirts and try and line up the sea snakes in exactly the same spot.
2: Oh, yeah, that's the way they're
0: manufactured. Like the sea snake would be all over the place. (laughs) And so so mechanics of filming make it very tricky unless you have an identical shirt. Oh, um, yeah. We spent a lot of time pouring over that shirt and making sure <laughs> I was we had.
2: going to say, way to pick the craziest shirt for the deaf I know, scene. <laughs> you
0: know, you really have to push for it because it's really complicated to do uh, a big print like that. But, um yeah, I love that shirt, too, and I'm glad we went for it. And I- I'm lucky that Mike White loves pink because oh yeah. it's my favorite. It's my favorite color.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was very happy about that, too. And then his linen suits are just so attractive. But again, I love how you like let it get wrinkled up, though, that that's a cool note.
0: It gets annihilated because, you know, in the last couple episodes, he's, you know, he's really deteriorating and he's up all night doing drugs, Um, you know, so it's important that he sweats into his linen suit and then it starts to look kind of ragged so that you can really see the the disintegration of his mind, also in the disintegration of his clothes. And uh, linen's a great fabric for that because it wrinkles up nice and easy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was so fun to see. Uh, let's get into our vacationing families a little bit. Um, first, we have the uh, Nicole and Mark, who are just the epitome of rich elegance i would say uh connie Britton is amazing uh then we also have the kids we have uh, i guess i shouldn't say kids during college <laughs> quinn uh, olivia and paula they all have such unique wardrobes see each of these characters it's really fascinating uh what can you tell me about the Mossbachers?
0: um well you know connie uh connie plays um nicole Mossbacker and she's you know the cfo of a of a company that's similar to goop That's right, you know <laughs> that's so funny like that. that's
2: what i was going to say too
0: <laughs> so we you know there's a little bit of gwyneth paltrow in her but also uh you know her she's she's she you know, nobody gets away with a muted palette on the white Lotus. So um she, you know, gets the colorful outfits as well, but she, she's someone who kind of knows exactly how to dress and, you know, has the right, the right fabrics for Hawaii, the, you know, the, the breathable cottons and, you know, we'll wear silk at night. And we always thread vintage into the Clothes, um, you know, this was shot at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh. And so there wasn't a lot of uh, shops open. And also there weren't many like new clothes because factories hadn't been making them. So um, I definitely went far and wide uh, to to pull the costumes together and used a lot of secondhand and vintage and things like that to make it to, you know, to get an assembly of different different outfits and she likes her hats and I was gonna
2: she's, say the hat game is strong uh, with her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
0: she's, she's really game. I'm really I was really lucky with the cast of White Lotus. They were really, you know, willing to go there for their characters and really got into the Hawaii of it all and didn't didn't bump against it. And she has, you know, great hats and sunglasses, and she has several bags, she has tote bags for her um for her laptop because she's, you know, never far away from work.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the
0: the kids are, um, the kids are, the, Quinn is um, kind of a stoner. Uh, you know, he's still in high school. He's got this, He you know, he shops at Zoomies.
2: <laughs> he likes his tie-dye. <laughs> yeah.
1: He
0: likes his tie-dye and his strange t-shirts. He spends a whole episode in his underwear. <laughs> He is and then he sort of has this enlightened moment where he goes kayaking with the locals. So he gets his mojo. And um, but, you know, he doesn't really change up what is what is brought because he's you know, he's just packed it. But um, he he dresses up for dinner a little bit because, you know, his mom would expect him to everybody. We we kind of took a little license too. We say that everybody gets changed for dinner, you know, which <laughs> doesn't always happen when you're on holiday. But and then the girls, they're you know they're very self assured Gen Z. Um, they do a lot of thrifting. They're a little eco conscious, um, so a lot of their clothes are thrifted. Um, they kind of eschew fast fashion, you know, but they are typical of, of the type of girls that they are. They, they (laughs) not really into branding, but they're very, um, they're very at the same time aware of what they're wearing and try to, you know, very carefully put their outfits together so that they seem just thrown, thrown together, but everything's very well thought of. Um, and also they get painted with color, of course.
2: Oh Yeah. (laughs) I I love these two characters, Brittany O'Grady and Sydney Sweeney, the HBO queen. They both killed these roles so much. And every costume they wore, I was like, oh, that's so good. Just seeing them read at the pool is like a treat.
0: I remember seeing that scene in the dailies and seeing how good the actresses were. Because sometimes when you watch dailies, it's a bit dry. So you can't really get, you know you can't really get it but when the performances are that good you can instantly see i i you know because i'd done the fittings with them and i was really staggered i thought wow these are great actresses right. like, i knew they were going to be
2: oh <laughs> uh, okay so we have to talk about the patterns who i'm like ugh, i don't want to talk about these characters that give me so much anxiety but um shane in the cornell hat is one of my favorite notes from the show too It says so much about the character without saying anything at all. We have to dive into this, into the newlyweds.
0: Yep. They, uh, I love the Cornell hat too. We (laughs) talked a lot about what college it should be. Um, And we, we, uh, we settled on Cornell and, you know, he's just that kind of, kind of bro who, who would do that. We, we, we did, we wanted to make sure that, uh, well, Jake Lacey, actually, he has a lot to say about clothes and he he wanted to make sure that he sort of looked good as well as um you know he's like the vineyard vines guy yeah. but he <laughs> felt like the you know the fits should be good and the we we did more alterations on on uh on shane than anybody else I think like we wanted oh, to make wow. sure his shorts fit just right like not too short not too right. long.
2: He's very tailored he's conscious about what he's wearing.
0: He's very tailored He's like a little bit, you know, fat, fat, more fashion conscious than you than you might encounter on the ferry to Nantucket. Um, but <laughs> but still very much that guy. Um, and, you know, he's got some vineyard vine trousers and he wears the Ralph Lauren Polo shirts and those kind of sherbet colors. Um, but also he's got, you know, his etro linen shirt and um uh he wears like some some just nicer resort wear and then rachel is is based on someone i know that that married someone in finance but was was also kind mm. of an artsy chick that i used to hang out with in the east village um i was
2: gonna say rachel's a little bit harder to figure out from her costume point of view her costumes don't exactly tell you who she is which is kind yeah. of to the character actually
0: that's what we thought It's like, she's just, she, she has married Shane, but they haven't been together that long. And she is still trying to figure herself out, still asking herself questions about why she married this guy, um, because their values don't totally align and they come from slightly different worlds, but, but not, but not, not really in the end. Um, But so we did put that into her clothes a bit. Like she, she also has some, v- some cooler vintage pieces um, mixed in with her um, Lily Pulitzer dress and her Goyard bag. Like she <laughs> also has some uh, sweet little vintage finds that she got in the East Village. Or
2: oh, I so love she's that kind of a
0: mixture. She's a bit mixed up, like her character.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's so funny you say that because then we have. Shane's mom who's the quite opposite she's not mixed up we know exactly who she is the moment she walks in just wearing like <laughs> really dramatic hot pink you know automatically who this person is.
0: Yeah, she was really fun. I was, um, I'm hoping she'll come back for like, you know, season three or something, because I want more <laughs> Kitty. I want her to come with her friends.
2: Yeah, that would be to so the good. the next White
0: Lotus um, on a girl's trip. Yeah, she was, Molly is so fun and has that background and, you know, sketch comedy. And so she's she, like, clothes are really important to her. And um, the fittings with her were really, really hilarious and she's you know definitely knows what she wants but is also very deferential and and wants wants to know what you're thinking and um very very collaborative and uh yeah her clothes are um yeah bold and she's you know large and in charge and we wanted her (laughs) costumes to reflect that we made sure to give her frills and bows and be like a little bit from this you know, world where she's always been a princess. And, you know, when you go to these communities, they are wearing a lot of hot pink and, you know, strong, strong prints, even even wherever they are. So we definitely had her like that.
2: Right. She's kind of peacocking about the hotel, I would say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She wears really expensive jewelry. We were able to borrow some real so she's she's covered in like hundreds of thousands of dollars in of, of bling, which really is nice. Oh, wow. It twinkles. And um, we weren't we're not always able to do that. But it was kind of easy for us to do because we were bolted in the hotel.
2: Right. Ugh, I'm obsessed with this show. Um, and then we have the character of all characters, Tanya, played by the Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, talking about a fashion show, every single look, I was like, oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. I love the black uh, look she wears when she's trying to put her mother's ashes in the ocean for the first time. Yeah. And her palm tree look, that green uh, outfit is so good. I mean, every outfit's so good.
0: Thank you. We, um, it's so cool to see it all together out there. It looks, it looks great. You've got some fun Tanya pictures. Um, she, yeah. She's <laughs> this another... is what my house looks
2: like now. It's just pictures of Tanya everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. She's, she's so fun. Obviously Jennifer is a hoot to work with. And, um, but we tried to, you know, we We wanted her to look like a little bit of a hot mess, but not so, but we we also wanted her to look appealing and you know um clothes that we would would also like to wear in a way. We didn't want to laugh at Tanya and be like, "Oh, what you know her her ensembles are kind of out there, but we we also wanted them to be we wanted to like we wanted the audience to like Tanya, so we tried to walk that line of. Um yes, she's a bit of a mess, and she's rich, and she you know has been single her whole life and um she's going through a bit of a you know breakdown. We tried to walk that line so that she seemed vulnerable, but also i mean she's kind of a bad egg, but also she's <laughs> you know means well, and we 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 so we tried to make sure her clothes looked like someone we kind of liked um and then she's. She, Jennifer likes ta- tailored clothing. So we always had to kind of do that almost impossible thing of like flowy, but tight at the same time. So right. it was <laughs> trying to get that balance right, because we felt like soft, sheer layers was good to for her vulnerability. Um, we, we, we felt like if she was too tailored, then she'd be too strong. And we didn't, we didn't feel like Tanya would be that put together.
2: Right. It has to almost feel like it's something she kind of like is going through a rack and just kind of puts it on real quick because she's still on the go, Um, even if she is feeling like a mess throughout mm-hmm. the entire vacation. Uh, do you have a favorite Tanya look or a favorite couple looks?
0: I like the two. They're um, two kind of similar ones that, that you talked about too. There's the palm tree green and there's the um, sort of lilac and orange uh, monkey. Print that she arrives in. I think those are my favorites, definitely because they're just very strong. And you're like, who? A bit mysterious. You're like, who is this person? And um, you know, uh, she clearly has money, but she's, you know, we tied them slightly wonky, so she seemed a little off. <laughs> but those, those are my favorites, and those are from a South American. Uh, a Colombian designer that I found. I was struggling to get the clothes at, at the time of year, so kind of went to some more tropical areas to, to and found a designer down there.
2: Uh, she just gave me so much joy, so funny. Um, I just want to go on vacation now. It's <laughs> I need it. Yeah,
0: I think that's what we. That's what was nice was you know nobody was traveling at the time, so a lot of people got some wish fulfillment out of the show.
2: Right. And finally, also, I noticed was that uh, all the costumes of the local people of the island felt really real and authentic to me. I'm guessing you probably put in a lot of research in identifying what these costumes would look like.
0: Yeah, we met with the troops that come into the hotel um, uh, to do the luau and made sure that our grass skirts were, you know, the same as theirs and they taught us how to uh, tie um some of the sarongs there's a guy who like uh lights the conch every night and he wears um it's called a lika lika it's like a male uh pareo and there's a certain way to tie it um you know you can look on youtube but it's also fun to get um to have a local show you how to do it and uh one of my costumers was hawaiian and was helpful too, and uh, helped me make some of the jewelry and headdresses.
2: Oh, I love that. It, it was, I felt very just beautiful and it really brought me in. And I just felt like, I don't know, I was not even sure if you made these. I was like, this just feels so real. It really brings you into the world.
0: Yeah, that seems neat because they shoot it with all the tiki torches as well. So Looks beautiful. Um, helps when the lighting is is good, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Alex, I love the show so much. I'm so glad to hear that you did season two also. I cannot wait. I know you probably can't say anything about it, but I'm on the edge of my seat waiting.
0: Coming at you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I'm so excited to talk to you about Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. I can't believe you did both of these things. <laughs>
0: I know I'm so I'm so lucky that uh, they're really fun really my kind of pop culture uh pop culture mayhem
2: right
1: <laughs> Hi this is Dan audio engineer of the blogcast. Here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome Tee Public merch with the BlogCast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support.
2: episode alex is so incredible i could talk to her forever but luckily for you the fun does not have to stop here in just two days on thursday we're going to release the second part of this interview where we talk about the costumes of jordan peele's nope so head to the theaters immediately see this film see an imax if you can Um, the film was shot in imax so you really gotta get into it the costumes are so good And if you'll be joining us next week as well, which I really hope you do, we have a great episode. Elizabeth convinced me to watch the show Dairy Girls, which that is on Netflix. Elizabeth will be back for that. So don't be too sad. She's coming back. Uh, It's going to be a good time. Lots of great costumes and dairy girls. Until then, leave us a voicemail at 626-515-1826. Let us know what you thought about the costumes of the White Lotus don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod, TikTok at the Art of Costume. Subscribe to us on Patreon for more behind-the-scenes moments at Patreon.com/slash The Art of Costume. We have some great exclusive episodes just for Patreon members. And go to our merch store. Get yourself a hoodie. It's starting to get cold. I hope. I just I'm going to keep saying that until it becomes true. So, theartofcostume.com/slash Pod Store. Thank you all so much for listening and join me and Alex in a couple days for Nope.
1: The Art of Costume blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit The Art of for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash pod store or you can head over to patreon.com slash the art of costume for some bonus content for more costume reviews deep dives and interviews head over to theartofcostume.com a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design